Hello everyone. Alright. Hello everyone, welcome back. I realized I had it on Wi-Fi and I do not trust my Wi-Fi, so I shut it off and it disconnected me. So um, my guess is that beginning intro wasn't e wasn't even in the real cut. Um Hey, how are you guys doing? It's been a while since we've talked. Um I know it's not like a big thing, because there's not like anything going on, so there's not really much that we have to catch up on, you know, so not too worried about it. Except for the whole end of the world thing. I guess the apocalypse does give us um, some ground to cover. Uh, but we're not really going to talk too much about that today. Um, we're going to do a little bit more tomorrow in terms of content, and I'll get into kind of what that's going to look like more at the end of the video. But I wanted to give you guys kind of an update on just kind of what's going on here, what I'm seeing, you know, what what this has looked like on my end, and then I'll let you know kind of how that's going to uh, affect the channel uh, going forward. And uh, also, you can see that I have a different setup here. I'm I'm experimenting with uh, different wall decorations here. If you're listening to this later, I have a, a hodgepodge of cider labels uh, on this, I don't know what you call it, a canvas, I guess. My wife and I made that a while back, and I got my chief's hat. She said... Don't put anything on the walls, and I said, I want to put some stuff on the walls, so you guys can let me know in the comments what you think about all that. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot going on, but I'll give you guys just kind of a brief update on how this has affected me up in the mountains. Uh, so, actually it was about three or four weeks ago when the, the cases of this virus were reported not only on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, and it looked like things were probably worse than what it seemed like. I actually went to the store and stocked up on a whole bunch of canned goods and just general supplies anyway. Um, it was like maybe just under four weeks ago. So whenever things started to get like they were looking pretty bad last week, I was pretty well stocked up on stuff. Um, I did make one trip to the grocery store because I was like, ah, you know, I, I realized I hadn't bought some of the stuff I cook with, like Italian dressing and stuff. Um, I'm like, I, I, it's fine, that'll be there, and it was weird, I went, I think it was maybe last Wednesday or something, and it was super busy, but like really quiet, like really eerily quiet, you know, you see someone that you recognize, and it's like, hey, and then they just, you know, they kind of, you acknowledge each other's presence, but then move forward, because you're just trying to avoid people like the plague, because you're also trying to avoid the plague, I guess, um, but so in terms of all that, we've been pretty good. Uh, it was funny we were out of, or the store was out of toilet paper and all that stuff. But I always buy a bunch of that at once anyway, so you know we weren't we weren't running low on anything. But what I will say about the, uh, I don't have much of a script uh, for this particular stream, so it might be a little bit all over the place. One thing I will say about the stores running out of stuff, I've seen a lot of posts by people saying, oh, this is, you know, this is so apocalyptic and this is capitalism, late stage capitalism and stuff like that. It's not a matter of capitalism or anything like that. The reason why stores have run out of stuff is because they keep enough inventory to handle regular demand, right? Like just the normal kind of demand. Walmart doesn't sit there with an enormous warehouse behind it of like, just in case people decide to come in and buy 30 times what they normally do, and everyone does that, we're ready for it. Like, no store is ready for that unless you're right next to a distribution center. So, stores are getting regular stuff as they now are increasing the supply of things that are shipped to the stores. 
to meet the demand as best as they can. So this is not some failure of the system or anything like that. It's that stores just have enough inventory to main or to keep up with their regular demand. It's not their the supply is increase or the demand is increasing, and so the supply is going to increase. And in terms of other things that might not have just a natural enormous supply, they'll just limit what you can get. I was at Walgreens yesterday. And it said, like, oh, you can only buy four huge bottles of hand sanitizer. Darn. Like, so that's fine. Um, but anyway, so I was good on all of my supplies and everything. Um, I did have to get a couple more bottles of whiskey because I knew that as I was kind of looking at how this thing was going to progress, I was like, I think I'm going to be inside a little more than I originally expected. So I had to stock upon the necessities, you know what I'm saying? Um, but... That's kind of what that was like for us. So we've just been kind of staying inside. But it's funny that my wife, she was feeling cooped up anyway, you know, like it's starting to get nice out. And, you know, she's at home. She stays at home with our daughter. And so she was already feeling like cabin fever. And all of this really started to get bad last week, you know, um, right before. So I work in education right before spring break for me anyway. Um, so I was ready for a break. I was ready to be at home. I was ready to kind of get a little R and R. And just as this thing was hitting and I was like, whew, you know, it's, I'm ready to kind of relax a little bit and stay home. She's been at like peak levels of cabin fever. So, you know, we'll take our daughter for a walk and do stuff like that. My guess is I'm going to have an itch to go play in the mountains sometime here in the next few days, but I'm still kind of in that, you know, how, whenever you get a vacation after you've worked a lot and maybe, you know, work has been particularly stressful or whatever. Like the first few days is, okay, I'm going to catch up on chores. And then the next few days is like, I just need to get my energy back up to a regular level. And then you have a few days to actually kind of relax and enjoy yourself. I'm now kind of at the tail end of getting my energy back up to a sustainable, like a regular level, not just being fried all the time, just in time to not be able to leave the house. Right. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that's kind of how we've been handling it here. Uh, one thing I will say is that I don't know where you guys live, but if you are able to get outside, do that. Like every single time that I have started to feel like kind of a little bit freaked out by all this, um, just going outside, going for a walk has been really beneficial. I went and got fish and chips from a food truck for St. Patrick's day. I did, I did do that. Um, but they were really good. They had the little chip reader thing, like down glued to the to their shelf and everything and they're like you don't have to touch anything just put the thing in there and so they were they were good about that and it was totally worth it because it was a delicious meal for st pat's um but just getting outside and just kind of seeing that the sun's still shining and that people are still out like the our parks p families are there playing and you know people are walking around so it's a good reminder that we aren't quite in the zombie apocalypse that it seems to be um, although this is a serious thing, I'm not trying to downplay it. I still think it probably hasn't quite hit me how serious that it is. I did just see that the or the president just signed the bill uh, that the House of Representatives and then went to the Senate. That's kind of this bipartisan relief bill, and I think they're going to try and sign another one. But this one is making it to where there. I think you get two weeks of paid leave uh, if you if you're an employer and you have at 500 at least 500 employees, you have to provide um, paid paid leave, two weeks leave, something like that. Um, and so people are going to get compensation. Uh, tests are going to be free. So it's, it's good It's good that the they're stepping in to try and make this as workable as possible for people. I'll get a little more into kind of some of these 
legislative effects later on tomorrow. Um, but anyway, so that that just passed. So I think that you know one thing that I will say for right now is that we're kind of all in this state of we understand there is a thing that is happening, and so now we're trying to figure out how is this thing that is happening going to affect me in the short term? How is it going to affect me in the long term? How is it going to affect the people I care about in the short term? How is it going to affect the people I care about in the long term? Um, and as we get more information, as we get, whether it's this legislation that's passed, people can go, okay, so my future isn't as uncertain. And as we get more information out of the medical community, it's okay, so now my physical health isn't as uncertain, things like that. And as we get more certainty, that's when markets are going to stabilize a little more. But we're still kind of in that WTF mode right now. We want to know what's going on. Um, so what I will say is that I'm, I'm kind of tossing around the idea of doing a stream every day uh, in the afternoon, maybe for about 30 minutes or so. I've been watching the uh, press conferences that the White House uh, coronavirus team has been doing every day. They've been really good, to be honest with you. The the experts are up there talking. It's not Trump just saying stuff. Like it, Everyone is taking this seriously now. Um, and so those have been really informative, especially because the whole team is there. And they're like, ask this person, ask this person. So I've been watching those. So I've thought about doing something maybe an hour or two after those to kind of just say, no, I, don't, I just don't expect everyone to be watching that every day. Um, so to say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know. And then just kind of talking about some other stuff. I think it's going to be not too long before people are at saturation in terms of coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus stuff. Um, in terms of the question marks right now, that kind of prevents us from being saturated because we want to know. Like every new story about it might fill a, you know, a question mark space in our heads. So we're like, okay, I have all these questions. Maybe this story will give me some answers. But I think once we have a little bit of an understanding of what to expect going forward. We're, we're going to less and less be interested in the latest coronavirus things. It'll be like, okay, well, we know what to expect, or at least a little bit more, right? Um, so as we enter into that saturation territory of where people are just kind of over it, um, I'd like to maybe talk more about, I just have a backlog, I've, backlog, backlog, backlog of stuff that I've wanted to talk about in the past. I've, I've told, I've mentioned this before, but I've got just multiple, multiple, multiple Google Docs to either have outlines or ideas or things that I want to talk about, um, but I just haven't gotten to because there's been a lot. You may have, you may or may not have noticed, but there's been a lot of things going on generally in the world, uh, especially lately. So I haven't been able to get to all the stuff that I want to talk about. So I'm thinking about maybe doing an update on here's what they said at this thing, okay, and then here's you know just another thing that I'm interested in discussing. Um, so the, I'm going to do the first one of those tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be an everyday thing. I'm contemplating it, doing it as an everyday thing. So we'll see We'll see where that goes. Um, but one thing I will say is that whether it's the White House press briefing, um, just providing the facts, or whatever the news stories are that you know, you're getting on your phone or whatever, just look at the facts. Um, and, and I will say that this is one of those few times I've mentioned a lot if you've been watching for especially for the past several months I've been increasingly growing fatigued with just politics generally um, politics has become so boring I, I just have not been super thrilled with it but right now in this season politics is actually incredibly important because so 
what I what I've said before is that you know politics is kind of up here. The social stuff is what drives the political stuff, and some of those things are more connected in ways that are more are connected in ways that are more rational than other ways. Not everything needs to have a legislative implication, but this right now, what's going on right now, does have massive legislative implications. So this is one of those places where what's going on culturally and societally is right there with with politics because it's there's a thing that's happening right and there's a response that's going to need to happen so the politics is what are the policies that are going to drive that response one and two how are people going to view what needs to happen so that we just got this bipartisan thing through right that's true but who's to say that it's going to continue to be like that again as things start to stabilize that cohesion is going to come like this. Now, what's funny is that I have mentioned before, there's this kind of idea I have of what I call the watchman threshold, which is the rift that it, once you get to it, it's a, it's a threshold that is so big. It's a rift that's so big between two parties, two entities, that it can only be bridged by a massive exertion of force or a massively destabilizing event. Um, so like a big canyon, the two sides don't bridge organically. Like they're just not going to outside of a massive uh, show of force, which would be building some enormous bridge across it, which would take a lot of time, money, resources, or a destabilizing event. So if the whole thing blows up, if you nuke that area, those two sides are going to come together, but it's because it's, it'll be flattened. It's going to look different than it did historically. Um, and so, you know, we might be in a mode right now where we're seeing that destabilizing event that is bridging the sides right now, at least temporarily. But as we become more stable, then we're going to see that, you know, that rift widen again. So all that to say, I'm going to want to focus more on politics because here's the deal. Unless you think this is the end of the world, which I don't. I think that this is a big deal. So when I say the end of the world, I mean the literal end of the world. Unless you think this is the literal apocalypse, um, which I don't think anyone does, then that means there is going to be a future going forward. There are, there, things are going to happen, right? Um, and so as we move to, into that future that is going to occur, at least it seems like it right now, that future is going to include elections. That future is going to include... Um, policy proposals. That future is going to include people adapting to this and people looking at the negative consequences of it and wanting to blame people and wanting to pass legislation or, you know, implement policy initiatives based on this. So th this is going to have enormous, enormous implications for the future of our country legislatively and therefore culturally, right? So our society reacts to this thing and whatever I have kind of a formula for how I think this is going to impact the future and the formula is basically I put it in this post uh, that I shared the other day on Facebook but then Facebook flagged it as spam which is annoying in and of itself but whatever anyway uh, but the formula is basically this uh, if you have like a is people's ability to return to some semblance of normalcy um, and you know feel like get back into a routine and B is like the effects of, or the, or that 
I think, no, no, no. So A was, yeah, returning to normalcy, getting back into a routine. Um, B was just how they're feeling in that state of normalcy, how they're feeling in that new routine of, you know, so that's economically, that's mentally, it's physically, all of that. So to add those two things, so how quickly we're able to get to normalcy and stability, and then what that normalcy and stability looks like for the average person, and then subtract all of the negative consequences of this, um, and then whatever the the out the uh, product is there. I get no products when you multiply. Whatever is left, whatever it is, I don't know what you call it. Whenever you subtract something, what the, the answer? Um, but whether that's a negative or positive is going to be how someone feels about the status quo and how much they're going to want to change it. So that that and again that has major policy implications. That might have been really confusing. I'll include that in the uh, what I I'll, I'll tease that out a little bit more in the description. Because um, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no one knows what the hell I just said. Um, but the point is, is that this is going to have big impacts on how people feel about their lives and how people feel about their lives in terms of their sense of security, in terms of their stability, all of those things, is that it affects how they vote. Because that's the status quo. Do you want to change things or do you want to keep things the same? Um, so th that's a big deal. And that's why I'm going to want to focus more on that in the future, but again, only only to the degree that we're going to see massive legislative implications from all of this. Um, so whether it's sending people checks, that's what they're talking about right now, different waves of, of checks, of stimulus, you know, I'm not convinced that that's going to have the, the amazing positive impact that people think it will. Maybe I'm wrong, and we'll talk more about that on a later time, but either way, that sets a policy precedent. Bailing out more industries sets a precedent. Like all of these things establishes precedent for future actions to be expanded upon. And whenever you expand upon actions by government, you have to expand government to accommodate those actions. Um, so anyway, so those are the things that I'm just kicking around. All that to say, we are we do have elections. We just had a primary the other or a few primaries the other night. Can you believe that? Several states voted. Biden won. Um, is Bernie going to stay in? I don't know. But we, I mean, things are moving forward, and so we do have to address how this is going to affect the presidential election that's coming up in November um, and the policies that's going to shape what people are going to be looking for in terms of how the country is going to be led. Um, so that's a big deal. Anyway, so we'll get more into that uh, tomorrow. So here's what my plan is. Um, tomorrow I'll probably do a, a longer live stream. I just wanted to give you an update right now saying, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on. We're fine. No one's turned into a zombie just yet. Um, but tomorrow I'll get more into kind of some of the policy stuff, get more into just responses. So I have a whole big document of, of how different entities have responded to coronavirus. So whether that's the media, whether that's the left or the right, the Trump administration, Democrats, whatever, or, or other countries, that's Great Britain, France, um, all these other, Spain, Italy, et cetera, et cetera like how everyone has responded to this is something that I'm going to want to talk about because the responses are different and the responses to the responses are different, right? So I've, I've seen crazy responses to how the Trump administration has handled some certain policies compared to whenever, if, you know, Italy implements that same policy, then it's fine. Anyway, but uh, we'll look into the responses, and then I want to look again at where the Democratic race is right now. I still, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but 
I still have a whole big list of here. So Joe Biden is the presumptive nominee for the party. And actually, the whoever he picks as his running mate is the presumptive nominee for the party because the dude is falling apart mentally. He's super old. There's a really good chance he's going to die in the first term. I'm not being morbid. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying if you think, yeah, Biden's got a couple decades ahead of him, then you're crazy, right? So whoever his VP nominee is, is going to be kind of the person that people are really thinking about. That's why it's a big deal. So I'll get into that and what his policies are, because he's the presumptive nominee on the basis of being perceived as a moderate. And that might have been true historically, but his policies don't reflect that right now. Um, And so I want to talk about all of that, because again, policy impacts our lives daily. And so that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. Just but we need to at least know what we're voting for and what each person represents in terms of their future vision for this country. Um, anyway, so that's we're going to get into more of that tomorrow. Like I said, I'll probably do that tomorrow around uh, maybe one or two uh, mountain time after I've had some time to you know digest a little bit of that press conference because they're doing these every single day. Um, and I just, I just watch them on, you know, what usually I've watched and post streams it or something like that. Um, but I'll take some notes and then I'll probably dig a little bit more into just where the, the responses to coronavirus are. And then my next stream, which will be either the day after, um, or the day after that. So which would be three days from now, I'll get more into the policy stuff in terms of like Biden and where the democratic race is, what the status is of like their convention. Are they still going to have the the convention, like there's a whole lot of things that are up in the air right now. Um, and I will do my best to try and make, give you digestible pieces of information. Um, because that's what I do. I just consume this stuff and then try to make it make sense. Uh, so anyway, that's it. I appreciate you watching. Uh, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe, uh, my YouTube channel. That's, uh, return to reason. Follow me on Twitter. That's at my mundane mind. Um, as I, I'm going to get a webcam uh, right now. I've, I've mentioned all of the streaming issues right now where I can only do this on Facebook as of now. Uh, but if I get a webcam, then I can start streaming on YouTube, which is what I'd like to transition to doing. Um, but I can't do that right now. So I'm probably going to order a webcam here in the next few days, but that's why it's important to go and follow on the, or to subscribe on YouTube so that you can see all that stuff when I'm doing it. And then I always tweet out links to my videos. I've been doing more writing. Uh, I've honestly, like, it's been a struggle to to not just fall into, like, just total, just, I don't know if apathy is the right word, but laziness. Maybe maybe apathy is. I don't know. Of, okay, well, we don't know what's going to go on or what's going to happen. So it's just easy to go for walks and play Xbox and, you know, add some stuff into Google Docs here and there. Um, but I'm trying to fight against that. So... I'm going to be doing more writing. I did some more writing yesterday, and so I'll be tweeting out links to those pieces as I post them on Medium as well. So that's why it's important to follow on all those different platforms. Um, and also, you know, the point is, is we're social media, I hate it, but this is one of those times when it's actually our connectivity, you know, via the internet can be a really positive thing. So that's another thing I'm hoping to do here is just try and get some more of that interaction with you guys, you know, and just not be holed up like a little hermit uh, in my house. So that's it. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again for watching, and I will check you later. Peace.